Hello, welcome back. I catch the best place to show your friends to get your gaming goodness each and every Monday. My name's Dom Blight, and joining me on the couch this week, Ashley Hobley. Hey, John, excited to be here. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> also here, Kieran Marchant. Let's not go like that, eh? Like, let's. You know what, Chris? Let's let's go again with re-recording that. Let's give it a bit more feeling, a bit more passion. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to talking about this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll get to that because today <laughs> on the show we've been playing games. We've got a few things to talk about: Miles Midnight, Sounds, Nip Speed, Unbound, Clisto, Protocol, Evil, West, and so fucking a million games that people have been playing. Great games, video game podcast. Love that for us. Uh, Mario movie trailer. That's what everyone's hinting about. Talking about that a bit later. And a new Aussie convention is apparently happening. Who's making it? Who's in charge of it? No one really knows. Anyway, it's a thing. Um. Let's get into it. I put it at the front end of the show because there's a bunch of big games that just dropped or games that people have been playing. So let's talk about that stuff first. Ash. Yes. Marvels of the Midnight of the Suns. That's not the title, but yeah, I understand what you're trying to say. Thank you. Uh, um, yes, Marvels of Midnight Suns. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it's the latest game from the makers of uh, XCOM Civilization, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Fire Axis. Uh, yeah, it's a tactical well, it's a card-based game, kind mm -hmm. of, in a Marvel universe. Um, so you are playing, you, the entity known as Lilith has returned to Earth, thanks to Hydra. Uh, and the, apparently the one person who can stop him is this, is her son, or child, I guess, you know, because you can yeah, either be a male or a female. Mm -hmm. uh, the Hunter. Uh, so, Doctor Strange, Iron Man. Uh, and the Midnight, there's already a group called the Midnight Suns who are, like, working mm -hmm. by themselves. Uh, they all join forces to, like, try and stop Lilith from taking over the world. I'm only, like, four, four and a half hours in, maybe. Two percent. Oh, so I've played more than you today, man. Oh, have you? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I've been you know, working and stuff. You, uh, you had worked it out. I thought you were playing the other game we were talking about. I, so. I was playing the other game last night, and then I tried playing this game this morning and then i could not stop yeah um it's interesting it's uh there's a lot of elements to it obviously it's got this the main combat is like very card based and like uh you've got you got three card um motions that you can play every turn uh each of the characters uh has their own deck uh, that filter out a bunch of cards and then you play them Certain cards will build up your heroism, uh, and then certain cards require a certain amount of his or heroism. Obviously, you know, you've got all the basic, like, uh, I don't know, like, knockback effects and quick attacks and other stuff like that that uh, make it interesting. And then it's like a matter of you're just going in and kind of taking out a wave of people. Uh, yeah, much like, kind of like XCOM, but, you know, without, there, it takes out the probability element of it. Uh, no, not entirely. It, I think the the more you play, the more yeah. probability starts coming into stuff. In terms of not so much your correct card hits, but um, I just had throwing somebody off a dock by a portal. Uh, it had a percentage <laughs> chance to happen. Oh, okay. If it, yeah, it actually showed you what the percentile was for that okay, happening. That's or interesting. Not. But yeah, it, yeah. it feels it feels a bit different to XCOM. Uh, you also are doing a bunch of like relationship building and like stuff at it's the so home base. Which yeah, is massive. It is, it's, it is the Abbey is huge. The Abbey is like a big place. I will say, not the smoothest, like, you know, moving around the Abbey. I don't think it's 
like especially initially when you like first wake up and are walking t- through the abbey it was like pretty rough um but uh yeah i'm enjoying it so far some of the models I was gonna say, gonna on be- that i'll just say you're playing on ps5 what do you play on karen if you you look like uh, you pc right, yeah. so then maybe that's a difference i don't know maybe yeah, that's the difference I'm, yeah 100 <laughs> percent uh yeah I think the f- like I'm enjoying it, but this first four hours I feel like is going to be a bit make and break for certain people because there is a lot of information and uh, ideas being thrown at you, Look, and the- not a lot of the combat. <laughs> the combat is at the moment the minimal point of the game. I'm yeah. like I'm like five six hours in, and I have just got past where the game kind of has taken all of the the reins off and just said, okay, okay. now go play an Xbox. Yeah, I've just it's- I've just had my first hangout. And, uh, oh, okay. Yeah, no, I just no, no, started no. So, talking to some ethereal person. Yes, so I've done a couple conversations with that person, but okay. um, no, this game's really this game's to me is awesome. It's a lot of fun. The humor's hitting really well. Um, That's surprising because you know I've seen a lot of people yes. call it cringy dialogue and like uh, that kind anything? of stuff. Maybe it's later on, but you know it's very comic I feel book like it's, dialogue. Yeah, but that. Could that be maybe I'm giving it a, 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 a easy pass because it's comic book dialogue, but um I'm having a whole lot of fun. I think all the characters I've met so far have been really great. There's a whole lot of, of ways to upgrade your character, um, lots of customizations, uh ranging from not only costumes for yourself, but costumes for the characters. Um I think the only thing that bugs me not bugs me, um was when you're not in a cutscene dialogue, if you just are in a dialogue that's like mid moving around the world, the characters don't move from the neck down. All of their movement is like head and like a little bit of facial and not a lot of any other kind of movement. If they're, it's a cutscene type one, you're absolutely fine. They look normal. Um, yeah, but like, makes, uh, makes, you know, the classic uh, talking to a companion in yes. Fallout or something, those, those sort of dialogue tree ones, they just stand in there. Just They might move a little bit. Uh, yes but yeah it is very yeah yeah it's very stiff <laughs> i it's, guess it's very stiff it's very basic um, it feel, it kind of plays like a visual novel at times yeah sometimes very much so and i, I think yeah i'm actually i was a bit worried about the, this the main character the hunter um i'm actually finding them kind of interesting and i think um their story developing is is a good one um yeah exploring the abbey for me is the biggest surprise like just the range of exploration like as you go through, you unlock different abilities for your character that lets you explore larger parts of this open world um, and and get to do more in it. Like it, it's very much a hub world, but it is yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um, you talking and interacting with different characters, setting up and doing things like sparring sessions to kind of raise your your friendship levels, hanging out, conversations. Um, yeah, it is like all of those like Persona, Mass Effect style yeah. relationship building. And the more, the higher you get your relationships, the the better the characters are, as well as leveling up during combat. Combat's been fun. There is the combat is a lot more diverse than the card system alone suggests. There's yeah. a variety of like um, different abilities or like the environmental stuff is yeah. It doesn't take it doesn't using the environment doesn't use your card play. You can just use that whenever. So you can like, even though it says you've only got three cards, like you can only play three cards. There's cards that let you do the action as long as you get a kill. You can reset and do that. And that card card usage. So you can like, if you are smart enough and like well decisioned enough, you could probably clear an entire map 
or for that round in the one round, and then there'll be reinforcements that come back in. My, I, I think maybe I'm a little disappointed that the at the moment for me, the level design of the combat stages hasn't been XCOM level of map design. There's not like a variety of. of is this because there's like well, no cover and like you're not moving forward for like like? Well, yeah, it's just arena based, right? Yeah, it's, it's just an arena. Um, you just get popped in an arena. Yeah, so like in X- XCOM, you'll be like at a gas station. You can move into the gas station and outside yeah, the gas station. Yeah, Like that sort of yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah, so at the moment, the arenas are very basic. There are, it is a, it's a, warehouse. A, a warehouse or a dock or like a square area. Like you, I think for the start of the game, you're very much centered in New York. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm really excited to, to gain more characters for more interactions. This has like great... Marvel Alliance, like uh, Ultimate Alliance vibes for me, like a, a new version of Ultimate Alliance in many ways. Um, yeah, no, I, I'm I'm out of the two games I've played this week so far this weekend. This is the game I want to play more of right now. The other game I want to play more of, but I'm not absolutely loving, and I'm not finding it as as enjoyable as I am Midnight Suns. Yeah. We will get to that one. Yeah. I'm really enjoying like the lore and the history and the yes that element and that's like lots of cheeky nods to different stuff, um, even just the co- the collectibles like all the different tarot cards mm-hmm. that are hidden around. Those are really cool designs. Yep. Um, that I'm sure you know if they're not selling some sort of tarot set after this, I'd be very surprised. As um, as all important in all of these kind of relationship building games, there is a doggo for you to pet while you're walking. There is a doggo. Abby. Um, Charlie, she's a good girl. You should hang out with Charlie and, and help let her follow you around because you can do that as you get through. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's it's yeah been really good so yeah. far. I think as a Marvel fan, like you, you kind of get rewarded. There's some fun yes. jokes that you know Marvel fans will understand. And also, not to you know, I won't say what they are, but there has already been two Ghostbusters references in this. Yes. In this game, and I was just, just like a yeah, lot of pop great. culture references. A lot of pop culture. Um, it knows its audience. It's yeah, I think it, it plays out. The weirdest, the weird, <laughs> the weirdest thing so far is uh, so you have Nico from the Runaways you're talking to, uh, about you're watching a movie in the hangout. And she's like, it's clearly a western on the TV. But then she talks about this glowing briefcase. I'm like, what are they meant to be watching? <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> um, what's we call it? Pulp yeah. Fiction. Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so that's really cool. So uh, some of the designs are a bit iffy. Like I'm not in love with the like the Iron Man design in this game. But uh, oh, I thought there's Iron obviously Man some ultimate skins and that kind of stuff. The weirdest thing is that you there's like swimsuit options for all the characters because they hang out by the pool and they can wear different swimsuits. Is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to indulge in that, indulge in it. Yeah, uh, quality, quality. Critic score, eight point five on this one. Um, mm. I understand Nathan Hennessy from Well Played hated this game. Nathan Hennessy yes. from Well Played does hate this game. Well, I don't want to say hate because I don't put words in his mouth. However, his review aggressive, does read, has aggressive feelings. His his review he he's the lowest in Australia, which is fine. His his opinion is his opinion, but boy, is reading that review a interesting time. <laughs> it's like it's so funny because it like yeah. I read his review, I listened to you know Well Played podcast. He tears this game, new asshole. And now I'm sitting here listening to you, being like, 
especially when Kira. It's a funny thing because Kira, obviously, like not fine. Kira, I'm not saying this, but Kira doesn't listen to the World Play podcast. He has no idea what fucking Nathan thinks of this game. I no. listened to Nathan talk about this game on my way to work this morning. He's like, "This thing, I fucking hate this game." Basically, he's like, "The he's like the word." And the thing he hates most about this game, and by the way, I don't feel like this is fighting under the bus because it's his public review. It's his, public, his opinion. Yeah, it's his opinion. Yes, it's a doubt there. I'm not listening to. He's a nice guy. Yeah, he's a nice guy. World Play people, nice guys. Yeah, and, and look, we have big said on this podcast many times. It's perfectly fine for people have different opinions, but this is very. It's just kind of funny. Um, he's like he <laughs> hates the Abby stuff so much, like hates the characters and hates the dialogue. And I'm sitting here listening to Kira and be like, "This is the best thing about the game." <laughs> it's like I, I guess maybe it's just different opinion, but like, uh, it's just growing up on a Mass Effect, Dragon Age, Persona. It's just that shit that I love from those games of just okay. I get back or I start my day at the Abbey because the game is separated into days. Um, and okay, I'm going to quickly run around, see who wants to talk, do my little, like, do my daily sparring, do my upgrades, mm. go do a mission, come back, do some running around during the night. Like, even um, Brody at Press Start, who only gave it a 0.5 higher than well played, his review is also mostly centered around the negative part being the the social aspects of the game. So it I seems think, like yeah. if, you, if the social yeah. stuff for the game doesn't work for you, it really rubs you the wrong way because it's such a big part of the game. Whereas the people who it works for, like there's all the other really positive reviews where like Matt Hughes um, from Houston, sorry, from, um, I just said like his nickname was his last name, but <laughs> um, Hughes from Player 2, like he loved it. And I think he's saying it's his game of the year. He loves all the aspects of it. Like Charlie from Checkpoint, um, she loves all of it. You know what I mean? Like it's all yeah. the, like the, the dialogue, yeah. the characters, like it's, it very much seems like, the people that love this game love the social aspect. The people game, who yeah. don't like yeah. this game that much, they say the well, combat's good, but they hate the social aspect. <laughs> it's, it's, okay, do you come into this game wanting an XCOM experience? Because I feel like XCOM, a lot of people have, so yeah. XCOM is like 70% combat and like strategy, 30% base management story and, and like story yeah, and that. Where this is 70% story. 30% strategy strategy and stuff. And I think as you play the game more, it does open up. There is more side quests, more opportunity to do combat and stuff like that. Mm. Um, but no, I guess it is just personal opinion and what you enjoy personal out of games. I, just, I really um, wouldn't have picked this game to be one where there was such divisive divisive well, opinions the, like out of the two we're going to be mainly talking about this week i thought the other <laughs> one which we'll get to after i talk about yes. something else but i thought that one would be a lot more divisive where it seems most people are like on the same wavelength and this one is the one even outside of australia there's reviews that are similar like people are giving it really low in american outlets and really high in american outlets so of course our explosion.com quality score is um australian critics only okay. yeah 100 percent. um so before we throw it back to karen you can talk about the other game he's been playing um, I've been playing a little bit of Need for Speed Unbound, which is the new Need for Speed game, which they which have done. There's a new can Need I, for Speed yeah. can I game? Say, can I say before, <laughs> until I saw you and Kieran um, from Press Start talking yeah. about this on Twitter, Cra- fucking new no New editor idea. of Press Start, by the way. New editor, congratulations, yeah. new editor. <laughs> Let's fucking go. Um, before you two were talking about that on Twitter, I had no fucking clue there was a new Need for Speed. Yeah, I, I really I like, don't feel fuck? like... I, I should, don't think you should feel bad. Like, sometimes you say things where you're like, I didn't know this. I'm like, you should totally have known that. But this is not a case where you should have... <laughs> like, I feel like they've done fuck-all promotion for this game. Um, but surprisingly, pretty good so far. I'm, I, I don't know exactly how I played, but um, it's a lot... So there's two sides to the game. You've got a single player, and then you've got 
um, the multiplayer. So I've mostly played the single player so far, but the single player is like very story driven. And I'm not saying this in a bad way. I'm actually really enjoying the the story driven aspect of the game. So it starts out, you kind you you play a customized character. Um, you do the first couple of hours like for a play. I don't want to spoil the, the twist or like the story because I'm I am actually enjoying it. So, um, but you you like sort of get to know these characters, and then like a, a big event happens and it skips forward a year and all these sorts of things. But it's very much like um, it's built on a day night cycle and like a risk reward, I guess, where you can go out and you do races during the daytime and you may not be able to do all races that are available because some are either free to enter and then others are, um, will cost money. But then when you go back to your, like your garage, it'll switch to nighttime, but any heat you gained during the day by, um, like street racing cop heat that builds up, um, that carries over to night. So you have a risk reward of like, you can do more races during the day there's going to be more heat at nighttime. There's more cops around, but there's also bigger rewards for races, but there's a higher risk of getting caught by cops. If you get caught, you're going to lose money. Um, you can choose to go back to the garage. It resets your heat on the next day um, and you can bank all the money, but you can get caught. So like that's sort of the system the game's built around. The tracks are all like fine and whatever else. The cars are cool. The big like selling point for this game in the trailers they have going is the, the anime is fuck aesthetic. So... The older character, yeah, Kira's suddenly like, oh, I'm into it. But oh um, so all the characters are anime inspired, flavored, like sort of character designs. Um, and the cars, the cars in the world are realistic looking, but they have anime inspired effects happen. So like if you drift around a corner, it'll have like a sort of like very anime anime style, like drifting animation, like you're you're an initial D. However, it's built on top of a realistic looking car. And world, it's kind of weird, but it it sort of works. Like it's it's odd. Um, it's sort of uh, between everything, the street racing, the soundtrack being pretty good actually so far. I've been enjoying it. It's got some bangers. Um, it's probably the most fun I think I've had playing an for Speed game in fucking I don't actually know in how long. Like, and I quite often jump into these and go play for like a couple of hours. Probably I probably played them for as long as I played this and go, yeah, I'm out. The fact that I'm here saying I'm enjoying this and I want to play more is a huge. <laughs> a huge plus, I think, uh, in the in the world of Need for Speed things. Um, so that's the single player when I played. Um, you also have like rival. You can do side bets just quickly before I move on. So you'll have like characters. You, you're racing the same sort of people because it's all, like they don't pretend there's like 200 people racing in the city. Like it's like, you're racing the same sort of people every night because they're the same people that turn up at these uh, street race events, events. yeah. yeah. Um, and you can sort of build up rivalries with them and you can do side bets. So you can make a side bet. You're going to beat this person. It's like you're predicted to finish like third. Someone's predicted to finish fourth. So you can make a side bet with them. And if you beat them at the end, you'll get like extra money. Um, this game I've, I've come first like once, by the way. And I don't even think it's, I think you're not supposed to win all the time. I think it's, you're it's, supposed to build up. Cause I, yeah. I feel like games that expect you, like these racing games that expect you just to win every single race. I don't think it's as good. And I think. It just puts it puts the expectation on you just to restart races to until get you, you don't yeah. So as long yeah. as you're coming like top five or something, you're making money. Like you 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 can make if the if the money if it costs like two thousand dollars to enter the race. If you're like top five and you maybe only making five hundred dollars on top for fifth, and whereas meanwhile you're like you know getting like five thousand dollars on top for coming first, but you can be progressing slowly. <laughs> but there's um, progression to it. Like yes. you, you feel yourself getting better, your car improving or. Yes. Your knowledge of the tracks and the circuits improving. 
Yeah, I think it's a it's a better overall design. You only get a set amount of restarts every night too, so that's the other thing. You can on the entire twenty four hour cycle, morning, daytime to night, mm-hmm. you can only restart tracks like three times. So if you use them all yeah. on daytime track and you come to nighttime, it's like when you come dead last, oh snooze you lose. Yeah. You're too bad. So there's yeah. lots of little systems built into the game that's that's actually quite interesting. Um so that's single player. Um there are you can roam around this open world city, of course, try and find like billboards and that sort of shit because it's made by Criterion. But the other aspect is there is a multiplayer mode, and they usually try and tie the multiplayer mode into the single player here. And I'm kind of like that they've kept them separate. So when you click multiplayer, you create another character. Same sort of thing. You can do the same character customization. You can create a completely different character that's your multiplayer online mode character. Um, and you go into the same city, and it, now it's 16 players online. You can see them racing around. You can play with friends together, all that sort of stuff. So it's literally like what Forts and all those sorts of things do where you, like everyone's on the online lobby. Except for they've made the distinct choice to actually have a single player story, the, the solo story mode outside, not have it, not have the single player mode always online. Like have that something separate, which is interesting in this day and age. Um, so in the multiplayer, you've got, you can, you can start an event, people can choose to join it, you know, like people will jump in, you'll do a bunch of races, but you can also go around and find all the same collectibles that you can find in the single player mode without cops bothering you, which I really like because there's no cops in the, <laughs> the multiplayer mode. Um, and those collectibles do carry over to single player. So there is like some connectivity there, but you are also, your money doesn't share, like your money to upgrade and buy cars in single player separate to the multiplayer mode um all this so you're building like two different characters and careers and i i don't know like maybe in the long run if i'll love that but at the moment i actually kind of like having this the, the completely different uh modes separate so um yeah i'm i'm enjoying it so far they i don't know when i'll have like final thoughts there's like no reviews out at least as um, far as i'm aware because they gave um critic scores oh sorry critic codes whatever uh, review codes went out at uh, the same time that the early access because this is EA game, they do the whole like pre-order deluxe edition, get access three yeah. days early. So codes went out the same time they did. Um, so as far as I'm aware, no one's got reviews out. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm surprised. I'm, I'm keen to keep playing it um, over the next week or two. So uh, that is a no, no quality score either. Um, Kieran, the other game you've been playing is the Callisto... Protocol. So this is the new game from uh, Glenn Schofield, one of the creators of Dead Space, from the new studio, Striking Distance Studios. How are we liking it? I have really mixed feelings about this game. That seems to be a common... Yeah, I think <laughs> when this game's good, it's... When this game's good, it's great. Um, when it's not good, it's not so great. It's, um... Yeah, it is, it is an interesting game in terms of... It's fucking... It's beautiful. It looks really good running on the PlayStation 5. Um, some of the choices they've just made around the combat of this game is just very peculiar and very interesting. I think when you go back to the original Dead Space, one of the coolest and most interesting. Uh, I will be in January. Yes, that will be in January. <laughs> one of the coolest things about the original Dead Space was learning how to fight the um necromorphs. Yeah, it is necromorphs, right? Yeah, yeah necromorphs. Yeah. Yeah. Learning to fight the I wanted to say xenomorphs, but I was like, I don't know. That's alien. That's alien. Thank you. The necromorphs is learning how to fight them, learning that you need to start aiming at uh, body parts. You need to disable them slowly and kind of that learning. That literally has writing on the wall in the first 30 minutes. Someone's wrote in their blood, cut their limbs or cut their limbs off or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Callisto Protocol is not that doesn't have that depth quite to it. Um, a large part of Callisto Protocol is just its focus on melee based fighting and melee based combat, where you're supposed to get kind of in close to enemies and using your electrical baton that you upgrade throughout the game to to hack away and to beat away at people. You do get guns and you get those weapons, but those are better used. When you finish a combo, you can like do a quick shot that'll automatically like aim and everything for you. Um, but that is yeah, that's really all those are for. You do get a the one item I think is actually kind of cool is the good old fashioned gra- gravity gauntlet, which lets you like pick enemies up or pick items up and just toss them into things or toss them into other enemies or into like spikes or explosives that are around the map. That's really fun. Um, the biggest problem, and I think this is the biggest problem for a lot of people playing it, is the dodging mechanic in this game is very different and doesn't work as soon as there's more than one character on the screen. Pro- pretty much any time an enemy starts to attack you, you have to hold the left stick either to the left or to the right so that the character automatically dodges the attack. There is no timing window. There is no um, kind of sweet spot. There's nothing of that. It is just as long as you're holding the direction as the attack comes at you, you will dodge out of the way of it. So it does. Some of them times it does matter which direction you hold because you can roll into or dodge into the arm that's swinging at you. Um, but it is interesting because you get into that. You almost get into the habit of when you get into a fight. Just holding one of the directions, waiting for the creature to, to swing at you so you can dodge, start hitting it, or if it's doing more, you have to like kind of dodge a couple times in a row before you hit it. Um it is it, it as soon as there's more than one creature, it's really fucking annoying to to play and control because you could be holding left to dodge the creature and then one of the other creatures attack you and it kind of swaps your perspective and dodges that attack and it could put you in a worse position overall to be in against the rest of the enemies um on top of that yeah it just the dodging mechanic it takes a while to get used to it's cool i like it when it's one-on-one when there's one-on-one i'm cool i'm enjoying it it's actually kind of fun as soon as you get into a room that has multiples and you quickly learn as soon as you're in a room with multiple you need to figure out where all the environmental damage is and like start flinging them with your grab gauntlet into that because they're generally insta-kills if you find one. Um, and just thinning out as quick as you can before you start going into a fight. The controls aren't that smooth. They are a bit clunky. Um, you do upgrade and get more movements and more abilities as you play through the game with what you collect in the world. Um, on top of that, as we've already seen from the trailers and as you know, there's a season pass with death animations... Death is like a, a focus almost to the point that you start to think somebody in the team gets off on dying <laughs> animations and death animations and murder porn and that kind of crap because it is such a, a a focus of... And you're expected to die. The combat is hard enough that you're expected to die that you can... And then there is a whole range of animations. Problems are, if a game where you're expected to die, it is not quick to respawn. It is not quick to respawn. You have to watch the death animation every time. Even if you've seen it before, you have to watch the full thing. The save points are set save points. Even if you do a manual save, it'll just take you back to the last rough auto save. Like, it won't take you to the manual save you did. So if you try and do the thing where you're like, okay, the auto save's here. I need to... Like, last night I got stuck into a bit that was like, okay, I need to load, run over here, throw one into a fan, 
pick up a collectible, pick up another collectible, run to the room that I was dying in and try and do the fight. So I was like, okay, I'll do the collectible and the one monster that's really easy to do. I'll save before I go into the fight. That'll make life easier. Doesn't work like that. Every time I died and had to restart, I had to do the collectible and the other monster every single time before running in and, and potentially dying again. Um, it is it's frustrating. The autosave is often enough that you can actually get caught out and autosaved in a moment where you have either... Say if you have a fight where you use your resources kind of badly, you take a lot of damage. If it autosaves after that, that's really frustrating because it's then it's like, okay, how do I... You now have to manage your health and manage everything else going forward past that. Even if you die, when you come back, you've got the same health, the same amount of health kits or anything, or the same amount of ammo you had previously. Um, so yeah, combat, combat is... It, it could have been so much better. There is the potential... For the combat to be really fun and the combat to be to be really good in this game, um, it just wasn't. It just hasn't so far. Um, on top of that, the game is very narratively linear, um, where it's it's you know the the basic subplot is um, the main character crashes on a, de- on a on a moon that is used for a prison, gets put away in prison, and then you have to fight your way through the prison to try and escape this this monster disease that's happening and turning and mutating people um it quickly settles into the tropes of there's like one of the character at the moment where he is my like companion my like is this sam, man sam in sam chair Whitwer if you will else? pardon is this sam whitwer no sam whitwer is like the um is the captain of the guard of the, the oh, prison right, okay um so he's a bad guy yeah, he's he's a bad guy but no this other guy who, who talks in a british accent he's doing his alliance and he calls you a brother a lot um he's all right he's a cool guy but it falls heavily into the trope of okay you meet up with him and he's like okay we need to do this 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 and this but to get there you can't come the same way as i've got to go because mm, i i've been here for years and i have privileges and you don't have privileges, so you're going to have to go this convoluted way to get there. And you're like, okay. And that happens like two or three times in a row so far. I've played like three, four hours into the game. That was like two, three, five, and every time I'm like, motherfucker. So obviously I understand the game wants you to be alone and it wouldn't be as scary if you had another person with you the whole time. I get it, but it's just shit narrative excuses. Yeah, it is very linear. Um, there is very little or very few alternate paths for you to to explore and travel exploration in this game is very minimal there are some collectibles okay minor minor rant and i feel like i've ranted about this before and i should rant about this every time it fucking happens we are in 2022 is this about Stop audio game developers. Uh, yes yeah. <laughs> don't don't make don't make me sit in a menu to listen to audio logs let me play them while i'm walking about you fucks like as soon as I like, I'm just I'm not listening to an audio log. For the no, rest of the game. I, I agree. I I if yeah, if a game's doing the whole audio log thing, even if I would want to listen to it, I'm like, I'm not listening because I you're making me sit here for five minutes. I would listen to this if you still let me walk around. But. Yeah, if you let me look walk around while I'm listening, fuck yeah, I will listen to every single one. Give me I the have to option to walk around while listening. Yeah, yeah, it's just yeah, it's frustrating. So yeah, that's that's that. Um. It is scary, but at the same time, not that scary. Like, it relies on jump scares a lot. Yeah, I was going to say, I've, I've, um, every review I've read says the game's not scary. They just say it's, like... It, it's, it can be tense at times. Like, there is times where you can hear the the creatures kind of scuffling about in a vent or something near you or underneath you, and you're not 100% if it's going to jump out or not. 
Mm. Um, that could be tense and fucking scary. And there's a couple of times that it has got me with you motherfuckers and 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 yelling at stuff. Um, I can't remember what reveal. The other ones are these. Might have, I might have been pressed up. What um, they were like. It's more Dead Space three than Dead Space one. Right. Yes, a hundred percent. It is. It is more. And apparently, I've read, and I'm, I'm apparently the later you get into the game, the less it becomes a horror survival game, and the more it just becomes a straight up action game. Yeah. Um, which is more Dead Space three than it is Dead Space one. Um, which is sad because I think this this has the potential to be really good. That's the potential to be a good um survival horror game. It, it has those those makes. I think for me, I think I've actually gotten. The character in some ways has gotten too strong too quickly. Like, I think the moment I got the gravitational gauntlet thing, which was in the first hour or so, like the first couple of hours, like, that made life so much easier. Like, you just, like, fling people into space or, like, just drop people off the side of maps or it does take some of the difficulty out of some of the fights. There is only, like, you have limited ammo or limited charge on the, the gauntlet, and it does slowly charge in between combats, or you can find batteries to automatically do it. Um, I'm a little bit over opening things and a little slug-type creature jump out at me because it's just like, okay, this is no longer scary, this is just annoying because it just means every time I open stuff, I can no longer look at my phone while I'm opening stuff. I have to be just in case ready to press How the How dare no, no, no. they make you not want to look at your phone? No, but it's like, I get it once or twice, but when it's like often enough that you just have to expect it out of every single one, it it just takes, it's no longer scary. It's just an annoyance. It's just a, uh, maybe that's just a pet peeve, but yeah, no, it's just annoyance. Mimics. <laughs> Fucking mimics. Um. Yeah, no, it, it's 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 a good game. Do I think I'm happy about the fact that I spent ninety dollars on this game? No, no, I'm not. I'm not overjoyed that I spent ninety dollars on this game because, you know, and I don't, you know, it's a very a reasonable length experience. I don't think it's it's out of it's out only of eight to 10 twelve hours. 12 hours. Yeah, yeah. So, um. Yeah, running into it, I think it's a it's a good for a weekend. Apparently, it's really good if you wanna if you've got a partner or somebody you hang out with while you're playing games. Apparently, it's a great watch game. Um, mm. It's just yeah, I just it's frustrating. It isn't quite hitting the points. Like it's sad that I have to play this game and think, oh okay, I think the Dead Space remaster is going to come out and absolutely crap on this game and just make point out all the things that this game does wrong. Um, it is yeah. It, it, it's it's an experience i think um when looking into this weekend if you had said okay what out of the two major games that are coming out um need for speed and callisto protocol which of the marvel's two midnight sun yeah marvel midnight yeah uh, you, you know said need for speed uh, <laughs> I, like, I did i said it on purpose i was throwing it a bone i was pretending <laughs> it was a big dog so pretending it's a big dog no um i would have said i'm more excited for callisto protocol and then i'm i'm kind of um open to midnight suns I think Midnight Suns has been is is the game I want to go back to. It's the game I'm I'm having fun with. Um, yeah, it's it's a it's a weird situation. I think a lot of people had high expectations, including myself, for Callisto Protocol, and it just it hasn't lived up to those standards. Mm. Um, sitting at a sitting at, it's got a seven point five quality critics score on ExplosionNetwork.com. So, that's, that's which I think average. is actually a bit high. I think it's it's 
Most, it is okay. It's it had like, a very limited. It had five reviews. Not many people got review codes, so that's well. Awesome. Yeah, it had not review codes, and I think this was also the the first dodgy thing. Is that not dodgy? But it's also a red flag. Is when review embargo review embargo was the, midnight American time, which meant that you could buy it at midnight in Australia, finish it before the reviews were even out. Yeah. <laughs> no, you couldn't. Why? No, you couldn't. It wasn't, no, you couldn't. It wasn't available digitally. Because it wasn't available digitally. Oh, you could pick it up at, like, oh, well, you could pick it up at nine AM at EB Games and still nine AM. You would get like before. three quarters of the way through. No, you could. You, people are saying eight to twelve, so you could definitely, if you went straight home at nine o'clock, you could get home and finish it before the review embargoes. Just. No, I think it, think it was like two o'clock. Okay. Uh, no, three o'clock your time. I think so. it was three or four because I remember the maybe people in New Zealand they yeah, might have yeah. been able to do it. Yeah, but still, it's one of those really weird ones where it's like, why? Yeah, I w- I will say. F- <laughs> this is where you guys win for fucking physical media bullshit. Hey, I'm, I'm not Ashley's. I'm, I'm a little no, bit I know, of both. I know, I'm not. I know, I know, I know. Where Ashley is, it is so annoying <laughs> that Midnight Suns on Steam didn't unlock until midnight last. Yes, like midnight this morning. Like and on and then on top of that, yeah, um, Callisto Protocol was like four o'clock in the afternoon yesterday. I'm like, motherfuckers, just have it region locked. Don't global release shit. Fucking hell, feels bad. That's weird. So, all right. Um, before we get into some news, just uh, I know we just sounded like we had a bunch of reviews, but they were like impressions, early impressions, <laughs> early impressions for all of those games. Um, but I say one thing that I just remembered about Midnight Suns, yeah, like. You start the game, and it's got all these difficulty options. They're all locked. There's like a ton, but there's like ten. Yeah. So you're gonna you replay can... this entire game again? No, no, no. Because get... you can you can swap the difficulty as you play. Ah, oh, that's true. Yeah. So as you go into an encounter, as you start progressing in the game, you unlock more difficulties, and mm. then you can do make the encounters harder to give yourself more loot and more benefits mm, out of it's each. Doing Diablo. Yeah, it's in Diablo slash XCOM esque. Kind of thing. Yeah. Talk about different. There is so also real quick. People keep saying Callisto protocols. Like I've seen two different two articles from different websites with the same idea, which is, "Hey, play Callisto protocol on easier. It makes it a way better game." <laughs> I was thinking about swapping the difficulty because yeah. apparently the combat is still challenging on easy. Um, but maybe just, you guys just need to get good. Yeah, that's the argument I've seen. Ash, you know? no. All right, if you're going to tell me to get good, no, no, no. Play Callisto. Not to throw anybody under the, under the bus, but. Uh, oh, uh, Luke from Checkpoint was like, see all these reviews about people saying it's too hard. Maybe they should just How get good. How many fucking websites do you want to start a fight with in one podcast? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Everybody but Checkpoint, apparently. Ash w- loves well played. He would never start a fight with them. No. Great guys. Nathan's great. Yeah. <laughs> Very tall. <laughs> Very tall. <laughs> That's his throwing a Very tall. Um, You're standing next to that, so... <laughs> Anyone sold next to Zach? I mean, what? Um, the (laughs) (laughs) um, (laughs) it's fine. Um, my review I put up for this week was Evil West. Um, so I gave this one a what the fuck did I give it? Seven? Yeah, seven. Uh, I said the story here is dumb fun with some purposely hammy and equally terrible dialogue, but I enjoyed it for what it was, as it felt like a B-movie. Combat gets somewhat repetitive with the lengths, as eventually you enter a pool of the same but stronger enemies, and the level design is, as stated, a simple throwback. But Fly and Wild Hog know what they're doing, and there will be an audience for Evil West. So Evil West is this, um, uh, what they, what's the, the, the fucking genre? I don't really know. It's like a steampunk. It's like a third-person action game, right? It's not being action game, but it's like steampunk-inspired, I guess. Well, not steampunk, it's like, like Tesla-inspired? Yeah. I don't know. Arcade-y. 
Yeah, it's Old like school. so. It's a throwback action game in that the levels and everything is just super linear. It's literally like walk through, walk down a corridor, open a couple boxes, get some health back, blah 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 blah. You walk up to a big open area, you're just gonna fight a bunch of enemies. It's just an arena of enemies. It's a third Doom person. is the game that I said yeah. saw constantly brought up. In yeah, so I even um yeah I bring up be. Doom mine as well, so that doesn't surprise me at all. Um, I forgot you did that. Yeah, so that makes sense. Um, the okay, the quite so I gave it a seven. The quality critic score is um seven and a half. Seven point five. So pretty close to the the overall thoughts there. A lot of high scores like Ash Everett well played, um, gave it a nine out of ten, eight point five from uh, press start and stuff like that. So um I'm like on the any, lower end, but like not super low, obviously. The any opinions you want to start a fight about? Um <laughs> Uh, <laughs> not gonna say that. like I don't like everyone else who I've seen say so my complaint is just not really complaint like I just don't like I like it for what it is and often people just like it for what it is a lot more than I like it for what it is like it just seems yeah. to be like that's what they want yeah it's yeah. just 100% what they want like which is fine I knew I knew going into it what it was going to be um, and I enjoyed it for what it was just not as much as as others um, but yeah it is just a super fucking dumb hammy game like the character is just dude bro cowboy one line but is, it's from flying wild hog right yeah the, guys, serious, the team that does serious does, uh, shadow warriors shadow warriors sorry. yeah shadow warrior which isn't the most three. serious game no, ever not serious around. at all yeah and that game's inspired by doom also but just sillier so um it's like uh, a continuing th- didn't that come out before doom so well the third one's very like inspired by reboot. doom eternal so yeah okay yeah. um but yeah he's, well, i hear there's like some crazy weapons in that in this game there are some pretty crazy weapons in this game um, so it's this game is weirdly if you look at screenshots you would think it's a third person shooter you do have guns but you actually the game is mostly built around melee combat so with this this mm. and the Clisto protocol have a similar sharing factor i guess but um you have uh after your like first hour of the game the, the character gets this um so you're fighting he's a vampire hunter that's what i should say like so you're working for this american corporation he fights against vampires and other supernatural it's like enemies. blade here yeah kind of yeah except he's not a vampire he's a cowboy <laughs> Um, and why? It's set in the 1800s or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so you fight him against all these creepy crawlies, and then yeah, they introduce the big bad vampires, like making weird hybrid vampires. Whatever. The plot's here or there. Um, but yeah, so you go into fighting, you get this uh, early into the game, you get this powered up, like massive glove thing that's powered by electricity. It's like they've, they've learned to hone electricity into weapons and stuff like that. That's the, the big part of the game. Um, you've got the only one that's been made so far. So you just go ham punching enemies you can block enemies power enemies all that sort of stuff um and then as you proceed to get further into the game you unlock other things like the ability to so you'll get a shotgun but it's on a cooldown so you click you click i think it's like left on the d-pad i was playing on pc but you got uh, with my xbox controller um you click on left on the d-pad and it'll just like fire one big shotgun blast radius but then it's on um cooldown after that um you have a pistol that is like doesn't do a lot of damage, but you have infinite ammo for that. You have a rifle that's really good for it. But they're all sort of... This is where the Doom thing comes in. You soon learn, like, what weapons are for what enemies that... They'll, you know, so they'll spawn in, like, flying enemies. you got to save your rifle for that or, like, a certain power-up for that. So it is that thing of, like, if you use your shotgun thing too early for no reason and then a bunch of enemies that spawn in that you would easily get rid of with the shotgun you're suddenly like dead you know and you i died like a fair few times this game like i wouldn't say it's like super hard it's just you can fuck like if if you just make a mistake you fuck yourself and you're like okay well next time i know that this enemy is going to come in and or whatever in this boss fight he does this move and i'll just make sure i don't like use that or i'll save this power up for this or 
or what have you. Um, you do have a few like health rebirth things and um, there's a skill tree where you can even change like the, you can unlock skills that give you like more points towards your power up meter to your health and all these other sorts of things. Um, Cause as you do wail on and punch enemies and shoot enemies and stuff, you build up this power up meter, which if you, build up to the maximum amount of bars you can like activate this go hand just spam the punch button and he like slings himself around and electro sh fucking electricity punching and destroying everyone which is pretty good um and then uh, lots of stuff in this game i don't even understand like there's like after a couple of hours suddenly you can look at an enemy press the block button and forward and you can like uh, lasso yourself through them so you're like flying across these fields like just starting combos and it's it, it goes ham and the story is absolute nonsense but in a rather enjoyable as i said like b movie enjoyable way it's just stupid but sort of sort of fun and the dialogue is terrible but sort of fun <laughs> like it's just it's, it's one of those sort of games um doesn't look super pretty like very much like much like a lot of the game it feels like a throwback but i really as much as like it's not highly graphically like very pretty i do love the art design that went to the game there's definitely like although everything doesn't look like a next-gen title you could tell a lot of work actually went into the production design of the game the overall lighting the mood the setting the, the background design a lot of these places um i really really love that so that that stood out to me amongst everything everything else like um but yeah seven i would yeah if, if if you know what this is and it sounds like fuck yeah i want a game that i can play like just a sort of throwback like don't have to think too hard about it fucking kill vampires game go for it because for a lot of people this is yeah as, as the the reviews around australia that i've seen for a lot of pe people they're like yeah, this is exactly what i needed you know just throwback sort of simple action game so uh, that's cool and another review that went up this week was from jacob who reviewed sonic frontiers and he loved that as well so he gave it an 8.5 um overall saying sonic frontiers is great but could use some polish in some areas saying that i uh, in saying that, I finally enjoyed my time with Sonic Frontiers. The game feels almost uh, feels like almost anyone can join. Even as a lap sand, I could follow the story and feel for each of the characters, and most of their plots were relatable. The feel of the battle level design and story were a decent enough combination to have me wanting to come back to the game. And even though I finished my own story, there's still a pool to try and 100% each island in full experience. Everyone's side stories. Um, this game is really interesting review-wise as well. Um, I feel like there's been a lot of, like... I feel like this is... Overall, even with some of the more negative reviews, it's got enough like really positive ones that it's sitting at probably one of the higher Metacritic. I don't know what it is, but it's probably one of the higher reviewed Sonic games in probably 10 plus years. It's, it's sort of crazy because some people I've seen like, eh, it's like a six, whatever. I didn't love it. Other people are like giving it quite high scores like this and they, they really like it. So for the people it works with, which is great, like as, as I, I, I appreciate that the Sonic team tried something so different and it's not worked for everyone. But for the people it has worked with, they're like, yeah, the, the game's great. So um, open world Sonic game, there's lots of ridiculous stuff that's in this I didn't even know about, like doing, uh, editing Jacob's reviews, talking about fishing and stuff. I'm like, what the fuck is this game? <laughs> you know, I'm like, what the fuck is going on in this game anymore? So uh, read his review, of course, uh, and mine for um, Evil West Explosion Network. Dot com. Let's get into the few new stories for this week. Uh, so firstly, Australian shout out to Australian developer Drydock Studios for picking up um, Wildflowers, winning the App Store Award for the best mobile game. Um, this is came out a couple months ago. Will reviewed it for us on PC, not the App Store, but he gave it a 7 oh. out of 10. Uh, but yeah, so really cool to see an Australian game winning best uh, game somewhere uh, for a start. 
Um, and then we'll see how we can go with other things like Hold of the Lamb coming into <laughs> um, game award seasons from multiple outlets, including, of course, the game awards. But yeah, shout outs to uh, Melbourne's uh, Dry Docks, Studio Dry Dock. We're talking about Australia. There's apparently a new event happening. So everyone's thought. Do you know how I, do you want, me to, do you want to know how I, um, I heard about this event? Go for it. My mum told me. Really? How did she know? Yeah, because as I found out recently, she follows Explosion Network stuff on her Facebook. Does she? <laughs> so yeah, so she gets all like the other day when I was like giving her Christmas ideas, she's like, "Did you just copy and paste all these off the Black Friday Explosion Network article?" <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like no. "I just like that. No, I, like, she, I like this idea of your, your mom just getting all her like gaming and entertainment news by Explosion." She Network. does. <laughs> she does. She's like, yeah, we're going to this new game expo in Melbourne. We'll take the caravan. I was like, yeah. <laughs> All right. That's what we need. Yeah. We need to post more stuff to Facebook. That's what we need. Yeah. Apparently. Yeah, there just you go. random stuff, like sure. not just articles. Just I'll start posting fake news <laughs> to see if I can like seed it through your family, like fake news. Yeah. I only post uh, it to Facebook. I won't post it to Twitter anyway. It's just as a test or something like that. Um, so yeah, a new video game expo has been announced this past week. Uh, it's called the Game Expo, which is the worst title ever, but, um, it's happening March 11th to 12th at the Melbourne. Uh, convention exhibition center of course the same place that pax happens every year um at first no idea who was running it they did eventually update the page and say it's been run by a bunch of people who've done other stuff um uh so like you've got hayden they list all their game names which sort of annoys me but whatever hayden hayes is listed as event director he's a co-founder of events engine and kanga esports just an ultimate sacrifice technical director and daniel berserk as marketing director i know daniel and I know, well, not, not, I don't know this person, but I know who Hayden and Daniel is. I didn't know who Justin was, but it's fine. Uh, the description for the place is the Game Expo was formed by members of the gaming community who have come together in collaboration with decades of experience in gaming events, producing act, uh, activations for the industry or to support their favorite games and find more people to play with. This is a homegrown expo from the teams behind numerous fan favorite gaming lands, pop culture shows, and esport events, including BAM, Battle Arena Melbourne. The Big Land, It's Gaming, Kanga Esports, Events Engine, and more. Um, and then on the thing it says, what will you be doing at the Game Expo? They say you'll get to dive into esports tournaments from beginner to pro level. You can show your creativity and meet creators showing wonderful cosplay artwork and meet YouTube or Twitch content creators. Relax, enjoy gaming of all kinds from tabletop and card gaming to console free play and massive BYOC PC plan and see the games from indie developers up to major publishers. Whatever you love in the gaming community, it's at the Game Expo. Uh, so the Game Expo is also, as seen in the logo, the whole sort of shtick, I guess if you want to call it that, is they're dividing everything on the floor and apparently will be on the map, is divided up in colours. So red is going to be tournaments, community and competitive esports, console, PC live tournaments, etc. Yellow is going to be expo hall for tech and gaming brands, explore new games and tech at exhibitors, booths, try demos and complete event quests. Blue is going to be creative, show your love of gaming, meet your favourite streamers and content creators, witness amazing cosplay and live performances and discover the talent of fantastic artists. And then green is free play everyone is welcome to play there's fun free play all over show with special designs for console and pc play as well as dedicated tabletop gaming zones where you can learn to play for free library of board and card games join tournaments and more tickets are available right now weekend tickets are 40 dollars, so it's not super expensive vip tickets are 250 and the byic tickets are 80 dollars. now this thing sort of got shit on 
on Twitter by everyone. To a degree, I think there was an element of like, I understand why, because there's a bit of wariness when it comes to uh, events. Look at Crunchyroll last year um, and them not being run properly, um, especially when the page goes up. It doesn't say who's behind it. It doesn't say any information. Crunchyroll earlier this year. Crunchyroll earlier this year, sorry. Um, All that sort of stuff. It also is the main worry that people seem to be having is that, hey, they're already charging people for tickets. It doesn't say who's going to be there, what game's going to be there. What the, it, it has nothing, absolutely nothing. Um, and I know that the thing is like, well, PAX never has a full schedule. They usually have something by the time tickets go up, like but some idea. You know, and they're an established got, event. Like that's the, yeah, that's the main thing. Yeah. If you want to start a new event, I feel like you sort of have to come out the gate. Now, my two cents on this before I get your, your opinion, I want this to hopefully work out to be great. Like, in my mind, if this, I want them to work well, because as, as far as I'm aware that everyone behind it, at least from the two people I know, like, um, uh, Daniel, I've exchanged emails with because he used to, he, he did marketing at one page for a few people and like, um, things. So I've talked to him and then Hayden, I've read like, I read stuff about him and in interviews and stuff from over the years, like for the Kanga esports and stuff. So like, these are people that I don't, I've never read bad things about, right? Um, it's just, it's a massive event. It's a change from, what they're usually involved in. So you just hope that it will, it will go well. But if it goes well, I think it's fantastic because it means it's an Australian-owned owned and run uh, big gaming convention. And that's awesome for the industry. And it means that there would be potentially going forward a cool big event at the start of the year and a cool big event at the end of the year. And I think that's that would be really cool as well. Um, Kieran, what's your two cents on everything happening? I'm, I'm curious about this. I would like to... I'd like to understand how this in a way differentiates itself it differentiates itself from PAX because just from reading this it doesn't look like there's like the panels and stuff that there normally is at PAX like it, it no. just it doesn't it reads like it's very much centered on the actual uh the, it's centered the on people doing stuff hall. together not sitting in room with people yeah <laughs> yeah exactly um i'm curious the the curiosity for me is this VIP weekend pass um looking at it cuz it's such a big jump from like the the 40 to something dollars for the the I would presume pass. it's they're trying to lock in who, what Twitch and YouTube creators they can get to come to an event, and then VIP pass will get you in with them. Or so this like is that. what the VIP pass gives you: access to the game expo Saturday, Sunday, mm-hmm. access to the VIP lounge, snacks and soft drink provided, eighteen plus area, exclusive founders VIP pin, a hundred dollar voucher for the game expo merch booth, um, VIP early access to the expo floor from nine thirty a.m. Skip the queues with separate VIP lines for ticket collection and expo entry. Okay, that's actually better than what I thought it was. That's sort of if that yes. if the event actually turns out good, like the, yeah. If the event actually turns out good, that's sort of worth the money. <laughs> to skip lines yes. is worth money, yes. <laughs> especially if you go. Okay, you deduct a hundred dollars because you get a hundred dollars worth of merch. Yeah. Out of it. it's really a hundred and fifty dollar VIP ticket. Like that's that's pretty good. Yeah, and then it's forty dollars um, for the weekend pass. I'd say it's uh. uh Plus soft drinks and snacks. Yeah, sure. Yeah, and how much? So make sure to drink <laughs> enough. To so much two dollars a can, two dollars fifty a can. You can you can drink enough soft drink to make up the the rest of the money. No. Um, but yeah, no, I think it's an interesting event. I just hope I would really love the esports to be a major factor of it. Like I would love them to. Well, it should be considering look, their past. Like their their past yes. is esports events. So. Yes, and especially when you look at you know um, the Melbourne esports open. Like if they do. Now on a somewhat smaller and more compact scale, like that's exciting. That's good to see. I'd be interested to see if you could get as a general consumer because I already we we had this feedback for packs. I'd be interested to see if a general consumer gets two days worth of content out of uh, this. this event, if yeah. you're not covering at it. this event, if you're not going to 
be taking a console, to, uh, taking a, a computer to play at if you're not yeah. competing in esports events. Is there two days worth of content here for a general consumer? Hopefully, I would be interested to see what developers participate. It's a very different time of year, so it'll be interesting to see if we get different. I think I saw it pointed out the other day. Now, I forgot. I think the develop uh, ag the developer what's some calls are on like the weekend after or. Like in America, the I can't remember what it's called now. There's something on that a lot of indie devs may be going to in America. Ah, uh, uh, okay. What's, what's it called? The Big Game Developers Conference. That's it. Yeah, the GDC. Big, GDC. That's it. GDC is on like the weekend after, so or that weekend, or like some weird. Yeah, it's weird time. Yeah, so it'd be interesting what what stuff is there, but I, I I hope for the best for it. I think you know maybe I honestly I'm actually a little bit maybe disappointed. It's not disappointed because. It's convenient for me where it is, mm. but I do kind of wish this had been located somewhere other than Melbourne, because I think it being located in Melbourne gives it. It automatically uh, compares it to PAX. Yeah, yeah, it automatically puts it in the same ballpark as PAX. It's in the exact same location. People are going to be going to the two the same location two times in a year if they go to both. And if people are going to choose between the two of them, people are going to go to fucking PAX. They're not going to go to this thing. Like, I almost wish this would differentiate itself, put itself in Sydney. Or, even better, put itself in Brisbane. I don't really know, personally, what the the conventions. They used to do like EB Expo there, Brisbane. so... And they, well, they, yeah. they have Comic-Cons there and stuff, so... In Gold Coast, yeah. yeah. So, like, do something in Brisbane. Like, change it. Like, just do something a bit different, just to, to kind of give people more of a reason to, to go elsewhere in Australia, to give people more reason to travel... Um, hopefully, you know, after this year, they might move it and go to... I was about to say, I think it's because they all are from Melbourne. Like, that's where the esports stuff has happened. So, yes. Like, yeah. I presume it's just a, like, this is where we are sort of thing. Like, yeah. But, yeah, overall, I'm positive and I hope for the best for it. Ash, what's your hot takes? It's fine. It just kind of looks like budget packs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it feels like they're definitely... They're kind of hoping that people show up for community and, like... Yeah. Uh, the community aspect, not necessarily for for, for first play games, yeah. uh, developer talks and that kind of stuff, yeah. you know. Which you know is okay because they're not charging the the same amount that Pax is. Yeah. Like Pax is like Pax is like dollars a day, yeah, ninety bucks. So. Oh, there is so, panels yeah. apparently. Sorry, I'm just reading. Okay, there, there is, is panels. panels. Okay, yeah. um, but you know, you know, it's still early days. Um, you know, but yeah, if it's a community event, I assume it'll probably be very shopping focused. Mm. If it's, uh, you know, a lot of stores and you'll be able to maybe an artist alley and that kind of stuff. Um, you know, it could be cool. You know, obviously, uh, heaps of people turned up for <laughs> the anime expo. <laughs> uh, so there's obviously demand for these kind of events. Um, but yeah, it would have been nice to see it somewhere other than Melbourne, but you know. Melbourne's got to have Melbourne's got to be the center of the gaming universe here in Australia. So, That's true. Uh, um, I presume I'm going. By the way, I'll say that now. Like, I'm I'm probably just going to go. Like, I feel like I should go. You feel like you should go? I feel like I should okay. go. Like, new gaming event, <laughs> Melbourne. I feel like I should go. Right. <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> I don't know. Just the way you're saying it. I feel like, like I should go. I feel. Like, I feel like I should go. I'm being cold. I have been called. I need to answer. Explosionhub.com, one of the biggest gaming websites in Australia. I should go. Right? (laughs) (laughs) It's like you just want us to affirm your decision. 
Like you're wanting the the. Do you think I should I mean, go? Yeah, you think I, should I mean, go? I, I mean, maybe you should, should go. go. Maybe you should go. go. You know. Do you do you then, think you should go? You know, if it if it does turn out like the Country Relics, well, at least you'll be there to document. Yeah, it. I was like, I was like, that's the thing. Happening. Like, there's no there's no bad outcome. Either it's is, really good. Is there a part of you that's like, man, I hope this is disaster. Okay, it's so no, I want it to be good. I want it to be good, but. It wants it to be but good, but it's it part of you. Be... But if it's shit, it doesn't matter. It's still funny. Like it's just... He also <laughs> wants to be two for two on uh, gaining some kind of infection or disease while at Yeah, like, that's it. like what's the worst yeah. thing that happens? I just, yeah. I, I'm just like, man, this event was terrible. Like, I'll laugh about it. I'll write something about it. Talk about it in the podcast. Yeah. Like, what's the, you know what I mean? Like, what's the, what's the worst thing? What's the worst thing? If it's great, I'm like, oh, I was at the first one. Yeah. It's cool. I just think the fact it's sort of come out of the blue, like, um, There's no build and initially up there was yeah. uh, and initially there was no information about who was running it or anything. Yeah. Um that was super sketchy. Uh even though like on the website it was like announced in 2021. Yeah, that was other so, yeah, that was other things. So. Like, oh, this is a thing. Um Yeah. Bit weird. We'll see. We'll see. You know? Keep my eye on it. I feel like as long as it does not fall apart, I should definitely go. <laughs> if listen, the game expo, if you yeah. want us to come and be a vi- your you know, your big headliners. You're more than welcome to come. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll come do a podcast. Yeah, if you want uh, to, you know, hook us up, yeah. put us in a hotel or something, yeah, yeah, we'll, you totally. know, we'll do one of the podcasts live on stage. Yeah. Uh, you know, we'll do some sort of shenanigans. We'll host other panels if you yeah. want us to. I'll chuck a beer and just listen to Stone Cold Steve Austin saying or some shit. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> no, so carry on my way with son. Yeah. Yeah, carry on my way with son. Just skull a beer. <laughs> I don't know if that's that's very skull beer skully words. I'll so. super kick one of you off the stage. I don't know what the fuck it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, final news story for the week. Uh, the Super Mario Bros. movie trailers come out. Ash has been super excited to talk about it all show, of course. <laughs> um, so this this is the first like proper really good official trailer. The last one I'd say is definitely more of a teaser. I don't know if that's what they called it, but it was definitely more of a teaser. This one we get to see everyone. We get to see bloody. Uh, Mario, we get to see Luigi, we get to see Peach, we get to see Yoshi's, we get to see fucking everyone, get to hear more Mario talking. You get much more better idea of what the general vibe and style of this movie is going to be. Because the first one obviously was mostly focused on that Bowser sequence and then the quick like, Mario Kingdom, here I go. Mushroom Kingdom, here, here we, we go. go. Yeah, that's no, not- Ash, you're putting, <laughs> Ash, you're putting way too much character and Marioization onto that voice. Strip that shit back, okay? So... I want to give my thoughts before presumably everyone else shits on it because I feel like Kieran's just going to shit on it and I know how Ash feels but I feel like he's going to shit on it because it's his, <laughs> his bit at the moment but I liked it I gotta be honest I'm dead I went from being like man Chris Pratt's Mario sounds terrible to I gotta like the vibe I like the vibe because the the trailer is like Mario is just like this is like baby Mario like he's never this is his first adventure this is the first time bloody Bowser Mario show. is an isekai yeah like he's he been isekai here he this is he doesn't know what's going on um Princess Peach and Toad are really the heroes of the story like it's just everything's going on Luigi's the princess in the castle I don't know like I I think it looks great I love all the character designs I think the humor is funny uh, that part where like Bowser's pulling on um, Luigi's mustache and like pulls off that little twing at the end he's like ah <laughs> like it's just I, I, and, and again, this is being made by Illumination. I like the Minions film, so I just gotta put that out there. Also, like I do, like they're another franchise that, of course, a lot of people shit on, say the Minions suck, but I actually find them funny. Banana, um, I, I'm down. I'm pretty excited for this. I'm gonna be completely honest. I went from being this looks terrible to I, I don't love Chris Pratt's Mario, but I can live with it. Like I, for the rest of the movie, everyone else looks so good to me. Everyone else looks fucking great in this movie, other than Mario, that I'm I'm down. All right, go, Karen, before it's, you fight. This is... Uh, 
I think no, no, no. I'm not going to be spoiled. I just think you, you, the it is my biggest benefit and the biggest shortcoming of this trailer is how much it shows how much of a great job they've done casting. Just t- every fucking other character being like, we can't find we're too we're too adorable. Like, there's just so many funny like, bits. Like I was like, look, this this trailer looks great. I think it looks looks really good. And then you know the first the teaser trailer looked really good. This looks great. All of the other characters, awesome. Luigi, I'm a massive Charlie Day being Luigi fan. Like, I love the shit out of that. Um, I think we got to see more Peach. Peach sounds great. Um, we got to see the inclusion of both um, Donkey Kong and yeah, Donkey, I think it's Diddy, Cranky Kong. fucking Cranky Kong. Yeah, everyone's in there. Like, like in there? Every like, Mario Kart. Fucking Rainbow Road. Yeah. Come on, man. Rainbow Road's in it. Like, I think so much of this is good. It's just detracted by Chris Pratt. And I, it's just... It highlights that a little bit too much in some ways. I'm gonna, I, you know what? I'm with you when I'm gonna go watch it. I'm gonna enjoy it. I'm gonna have a fun time. Double thumbs it. up for me, by the way. You know, one up, one down. Um, but <laughs> like, I'm gonna have a good time with it. It's just this further highlights that, and like, you know what? How minimal is Chris Pratt's voice in this fucking trailer? That's my it point. Like- they did a great job of. That's that's why everybody's raving about it because. Chris it's Pratt has barely any lines in this. It's it is, let's a go. okay. Let's, let's a go. go. And, <laughs> so cool. and then it's like a bunch of yes, and ah, I can do this, and I uh, get it off of me. You know, yeah. that's it. I'm like, I, I'm like fifty percent sure it, it's actually Chris Martinet doing the Wahoo. At this point. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That was the best part of his character. Like. Like, that was his best... Um, Yahoo! Like, in the car? Yeah. Also, it's yeah. interesting to see how people spell that. Uh, Yahoo. Wahoo. It's W... W... Is it? W-A-H-O-O. Yeah, W-A-H-O-O. Yeah. It should be Wahoo. Wahoo. No? Wahoo! Wahoo! Yeah. W-A-H-O-O. Wahoo! What are the different spellings? How do you spell that, Ash? How do you spell it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're about to say W-A-H-O-O, yeah, be- aren't you? Yeah, it'd be a W. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but I've seen people type Yahoo. Nah, if you Yahoo, well, that's different. That's if what's, what's your fucking say? What's your fucking say? He says Wahoo. Wahoo. All right. Well, can't go to English, motherfuckers. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Does and he say it the in subtitle. Language? The subtitle in the trailer is Wahoo with go. W. So okay, good. I don't. I don't hear uh, these fucking Americans say, say, tell me how to say with Mario. It's Mario. It's fucking Mario, dude. Mario. No, look. At least it's not. At least it's not the English way where you say Mario. Mario. Yeah. That's that Mario. is the abomination of all pronunciations. Is Mario, <laughs> which I used to say. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> There's so many words yeah, that I so, used to say that I cringe at. Sorry, here's my question: mm. Is pretty evident that you know Peach is not being kidnapped by Bowser. No, I love that in this trailer. No. So my question it's a is: battle axe. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Why does Peach even need Mario? Hopefully he dies. She does. <laughs> Hopefully Mario fucking dies. <laughs> it's really a Princess Peach movie. That'd be great. It's- you know, because she's holding the fire plants. She's got a battle axe. She's got all the plans. She's got all these loyal, loyal toads. It, it very much seems like Mario is in the dumb, like, hero arc. You know, like, falling into becoming a hero. He's not the hero. He just falls yep. into it. Like, that's the... It's like... I can't actually leave my island because, you know, magic. Yeah. So you need to do it, Mario. Yeah, there'll be, there'll, there'll like be some shit. In, like, there'll be know. some excuse, no. you know. 
Or she's rainbow. She's driving on rainbow fucking road in the end. You see her on her bike. Or maybe she did like some uh, spell that calls in some hero from another universe to uh, some destined hero to stop the demon lord. Maybe that's just a prophecy. Mm. Maybe a pro- it's some just sort the of classic, prophecy? the classic prophecy. Because Bowser so- seems to already know about it. Even though that is the best part of the trailer is um, Luigi being like, "What? Just because there's somebody that looks potentially like me with the same clothes but a different color with the letter of their name on their hat, you think it's something to do with me? No, you think no. we all know each other? Crisis, <laughs> <laughs> really. Well, also say the music is fire. The music sounds so good throughout this trailer. It's all right. Damn. I mean, it just teases the Mario uh, score. Classic Mario score. I don't yeah. know, but even just like that opening, which we got in the trailer, like that, the the do, do, I like that do, stuff. Do, do, I'm yeah. I'm upset we didn't get Seth Rogen actually talking as Donkey Kong. That's the only thing. We'll get it. Uh, even though he introduces man. the trailer with his dog, which was cool. They did a whole entire Nintendo direct. You know? Yeah, yeah. Did you see this? Because you had Anya Taylor Joy there, and then you had Seth Rogen. Like her video was more professional. And then Seth Rogen's just on his phone, being like, oh, "Here's my dog. It's, she's called Zelda. I love the game." My dog talks By the way, look forward to the. Here's my dog again. <laughs> I appreciate. I appreciate. Um, you know, at the end, being like, "On my street, there is a cat called Mario." Yeah. <laughs> Another. I was just like. <laughs> Here's the trailer. Yeah, here's the trailer. Everyone. Also, calling, even though it's an honorific, I just love him being called Seth San. Yeah. I'm like, Miyamoto's like, like thank you, Seth San. Seth- yeah. Thanks, Seth San. But yeah, the, I think, you know, there's so much stuff going on in this trailer. So many links, uh, hints of different parts of the Mario. Uh, lore. Yeah, so you get Smash Brothers, the, Smash Brothers at the galaxies. Star, Mario Galaxy references, Mario Kart references. Well, the whole opening thing is like the Donkey Kong level, like the, from Donkey Kong, mm. the original, original like, Donkey Kong. arcade game. Like, it's obviously the steel beams, there's like barrels yeah. being held up and that kind of stuff. Um, of course, you, they do br- introduce Mario Kart yeah. for some reason. Yeah, fuck it. I was very surprised by that when I saw... I think the first time I saw the trailer, because I, I didn't watch it live, was... Um, Dylan tweeting it Nick. <laughs> as soon as I saw Rainbow Road, I was like, "Holy shit, <laughs> Nick!" <laughs> it's the wrong version of though. It's it's too bendy, yeah, too wavy. It's, yeah, it's it's like, got to be the middle of. Uh, it's got to be in the middle of space. Still, you know? in the middle of space. There's no risk of you falling term. off into the, the fact that they chose where's any version of Rainbow Road to include this. I think I, I think it's glorious. No, where's the womps? You know, like there's there's yeah. They've got this huge platforming X segment at the top. Which is great. Like, way above the sky. Yeah. How is Mario not dying all the time? So high. He's lives. I can't wait to see him, like, try and step into a pipe and then just ac- accidentally disappear. Also, it looks like he'll actually do some plumbing in this movie. Yeah, he does. He is doing plumbing. It's been the first he time ever. He looked at that tap. He looked at that he tap. At the tap. He has a spanner, so. He may actually do the first piece of plumbing. Um, yeah, what are you giving it at? Uh, two thumbs up. Okay. Again, minimal Chris Pratt. Is that your, like... But also, less lines that I can use to to learn. Is that, like, your minimum, um... My impression. Okay, yeah. So you want to learn the whole script. And... Yeah, I guess so. Well, yeah. The less script you have to learn, the... We'll show in place, yeah. The better the movie. I understand that. I was trying to see real quickly, because I put up that poem, and I forgot to look what the, um, the... What the results what were. What the results were. Oh, here we go. Uh, so 71.4% gave it double thumbs up, 21.4% one up, one down, and 7.1% gave it double thumbs down. So overall, um, positive thoughts for the Mario 
trailer. Alright, that'll do it for this week's episode of Arcade Couch. Let us know what you thought of anything we've discussed on the show, either on Twitter or Discord. ExplosionNetwork.com slash Twitter takes you to our Twitters. ExplosionNetwork.com slash Discord lets you join our Discord. If you like this episode and want to spread some Christmas cheer to all of us here, head on over to ExplosionNetwork.com slash support. Donate as little as a dollar. It would be greatly appreciated. And until next week, same time, same couch, I think I'm going to post it early next week and just say fuck it because it's the Game Awards and just post it early and not have one at Monday. I think that's mm. probably what will happen. So look forward to that. But Game Awards, of course, is on Friday, uh, 11.30 a.m. It's up. Uh, if you want to know all the times, that article will be up by the time you're listening to this on Uh But yeah, look forward to Game Awards. We'll see you next week. Goodbye.